Yo, 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 it's your girl Rose Gold, and you are tuned in for another episode of Heartbreak You Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. And out of all my topics, I think that we're going to discuss this season on the show. I believe that this episode is going to be one of the ones that I speak from real, real, real passion and real authenticity as I talk to y'all today. Let's go ahead and get started. Earlier this week, I was on my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page, um, and I was expressing to my friends and family on there that I don't believe that the United States should federally rule marijuana to be legal. Now, you can imagine the backlash that I got from that. You know what I'm saying? People was inboxing me. Some of them was on the status, you know, giving their opinions on why weed is something that should be legalized. So, I mean, of course I'm going to talk to you all about why I feel like it should not be legalized. But I want to just first tell you that I am not a political person, so this is not a political stance. I'm also not anti-marijuana. I smoked marijuana for the very first time at 11 years old. So I know the kind of delight that it can bring, the relief of stress, how it helps with anxiety to you know, when you are doing things, um, how it could be something that, you know, actually brings healing to the body. You know, there are many purposes for marijuana. So I'm not speaking from a stance of doubting any of those good qualities or any of those good uses. When it comes to the recreational use, though, is when we begin to have problems. And it's not because of the plant itself, okay? This is not an attack on weed. This is not an attack on anybody who smokes weed, is what I'm I'm saying. So please just listen to me from a stance of I'm attacking what legalizing weed is going to represent for our future, okay? Now that I got that disclaimer out the way, let me explain to y'all exactly what I mean by that. When I say that this is about attacking what weed is going to do for our future generations, I'm talking about the legalities that are involved in making marijuana legal. The uh, sort of uh, constitution that it will set for our future generations with this being a culture that has legalized weed. The government has tried this before. Tried what? Not legalizing weed, but they have tried making an, an, an illegal substance legal, okay? This has happened multiple times throughout history. But to kind of zoom into it, there are three very important times in history that I want you all to, to walk through me with. If we take a look at the Harrison Narcotic Act, it was done in 1914, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. It was basically a law that was designed to legalize the use, uh, production, the importing, and the distribution by the federal government of cocaine and opioids. Okay? Now, obviously, the amount of things like that was heavily regulated, but this act essentially made it okay for narcotic um, substances like cocaine and opiates to be operated and distributed. Um, in the United States of America by the federal government. So that's 1914. Come with me to another place in history. We're going to go to 1971, okay? In 1971, we have a president named President Nixon that took those exact same drugs, okay? 
that were legalized in 1914, and then in 1971 he declared a war on drugs. Nixon stated that drug use was public enemy number one. So with this act, uh, it's called the War on Drugs, but I think the official name of it is like uh, Drug Abuse Prevention and Control, something like that. I know it as the War on Drugs. You feel me? And if you watch any of the Cocaine Cowboy uh, documentaries that they used to have on Netflix, you will know that that's what it's commonly referred to as, the War on Drugs. So in this War on Drugs, basically what they did was they took the same drugs that they made legal in 1914, made them illegal, but then they also added to the jail sentencing and the criminalization criminalization process of those drugs okay so not only are they now illegal you're gonna get a whole amount of time whole lot of time for having these specific type of drugs okay now things pretty much stayed that way and lots of lives have been ruined from that war on drugs because mind you the war on drugs doesn't have levels to it as far as okay if it, if it was a violent crime that you know um contain drugs and they get more time. No. The war on drugs said that if you was caught with a specific amount of drugs, you got mandatory sentencing. That's it. That's that. You see what I'm saying? Ruined a lot of lives. So we got 1914, these things are legal. 1971, they no longer are legal. And you are going to be heavily penalized if you are caught. Now, a lot of things did happen from 1914 to 1971 besides these laws, okay? We got some wars that took place. You know, we got um, a lot of turning points in history. So I don't want to make it seem like in 1914 they legalized cocaine and opioids and everything was just, you know, crazy up until then. No, it was a lot of stuff that happened until then. So I can understand the thought behind why they would want to make these drugs back illegal. If you know anybody who do cocaine, you know that creating that type of um, atmosphere and making it legal can be disruptive and detrimental to any society. More so, though, looking at the legal aspects of it, they have essentially in 1914 hooked people into thinking that these drugs are legal and that they are able to recreationally use these drugs freely use these drugs for medicinal purposes. So people are building lifestyles, okay, around cocaine and opioids being legal. Do you hear what I'm saying? I mean, lifestyles are around distributing it. There are lifestyles around producing it. There are lifestyles around importing it, okay? Because remember, that law in 1914 said that the United States can use it. Now, obviously, like I said, there are things that were... Um, heavily trained on to it. There were a lot of stipulations to it, but essentially people began to build lifestyles around the legal process of these drugs being legal. And then in 1971, which is a whole generation and more later, these same lifestyles are crashing down because not only are these drugs illegal, they are now heavily penalized. Okay? That is exactly what is going to happen to our society if they decide to legalize marijuana. Okay, a few things happened in 1914 when they made those drugs legal. Okay, one of the things that happened is that they began to associate drugs with rampant and bad behavior. I was reading an article. Um, it was uh, it was a Southern Ad article. I think it was written in Atlanta, and there was this white be reporter in the 19 I don't know 20s or something like that. And basically, this reporter was two pages worth. This this white reporter was going on and on about how, you know, heroin is the incentive for rape. 
and black people like heroin, so they're more likely to rape. So there, there, were, there became to be all of this literature that started to associate certain drugs with certain races, okay? And when these strict and profound drug enforcement, you know, laws came into place in 1971, it did unfortunately incarcerate a lot of people of cover and, and, and color and, and ruin their lives essentially. You know, so I say that not to say that if you're black, legalizing weed is a bad idea. I'm saying that to tell you that history has a way of repeating itself. Okay, and the same lessons will come if the lesson is not learned the first time. And you see very clearly that at one point. The United States legalized a drug that they were able to capitalize off of. I'm talking about opiates and, co and cocaine. They were at one point able to capitalize off this. And then when that was over, when the capitalization was over, okay, and they had already created a culture of dependency, not just black people, white people, Hispanic people, every person of color you could think of, every person of non-color you could think of, they created a culture of dependency for over 50 years more or less because there are like I said there were laws in between 1914 and 1971 that you know restricted the amounts and things like that but essentially for over 50 years they had these substances be legal okay and then it all came crashing down and these people were penalized you ever heard that saying that the same thing I make you laugh or make you cry this is exactly the analogy that I'm trying to use to illustrate to you what is to come if we decide to legalize marijuana federally in this country. It is going to hurt our future generation. Why do I say future generation? Because nine times out of ten, if they legalize marijuana today, let's just say the you, you know U.S. decides federally, you can now legalize marijuana. We more than likely are not going to see the negative effects of it today, okay? Because remember, it took 59 years between the time they legalized these drugs and then declared a war on the drugs. So it's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to be our children. It's going to be our children's children that exhibit the repercussions of legalizing marijuana. So my, my, my presentation to you is that that's the same thing that's going to happen. They're going to legalize this drug. Okay, and then they're going to create a culture of dependency, and then they're going to capitalize off of incarcerated mass amounts of people because the laws will change. That is a guarantee, y'all. If they legalize marijuana today, I promise you, in a not so very far time from now, they're going to make it back illegal. And that, that's just a guarantee. That's how our system works. How many times have there been things that the FDA have approved and then not approved and then approved again? That's the way of this de democratic land because things change, times change, needs of the people change. And so the laws have to change with that. And I can guarantee you I'm willing to bet my life that if they legalize marijuana in the United States today, it's going to be legal and there are going to be stronger punishments on it when it becomes illegal again. That's just what's going to happen. Um now, as I, you know, kind of took y'all through history a little bit about how there's evidence that the United States will one day approve something and then make it, you know, back illegal again. I'm comparing the weed laws to cocaine laws because of the popularity and the similar dependence 
that both of them bring in our society. So if you've ever heard the term, like I'm sure you have, that you cannot be addicted to weed, that, that's false information. And I'm telling you this as a person. I smoked my first joint when I was 11 years old. There was a point in time where every day that I woke up, I had to war, roll up. There was a point in time where I had to do that. And when I didn't have it, I was irritable. When I wasn't able, when I wanted to smoke it, one, my plug won't answer his phone, I was mad at the world. So maybe physically I wasn't addicted to it. You know, I didn't have, um, you know, withdrawals like cocaine addicts or maybe, you know, I didn't start itching like perk addicts. I didn't do all that, but I wanted to smoke. And when I couldn't smoke, I was upset. So it was more of a mental dependence. You understand what I'm saying? So when I'm comparing the two, I'm not saying that weed is as detrimental to you as cocaine is. I'm more so comparing the laws that are behind, that are changing these two, you know, drugs. And I'm also comparing the dependence that it's going to create. Because if you are dependent on, on cocaine, you can also be dependent on marijuana, at least mentally, if nothing else. You understand what I'm saying? And, and another side note, I want to just go ahead and say this. The culture of dependence that's being created by weed is turning weed into a gateway drug. All right? Why do I say that? I don't say that because when you smoke weed, you automatically want to smoke crack. That's false. I, I would never sit here and lie to y'all and tell y'all that type of foolishness. But I can tell you this. There is not one person that I know, including myself, that smokes weed and weed alone. Let that sink in for a second, because I'm pretty sure if you're listening to my voice and you know somebody who's a real smoker, they don't just smoke weed. Maybe they also smoke squares. I'm I'm guilty of that. Maybe they also drink a lot, or maybe they also like ecstasy. Maybe they also like perks. Maybe they also like Vans. But it's very rare, very, very rare that you have a person that smokes weed and weed alone. Why is that? Why? Because any real smoker will tell you that weed has a cap. Dun, dun, dun. Weed has a tolerance cap on it. Any real smoker will tell you that after so many blunts and after so long of smoking, you don't get as high. I don't care if it's Ashton Cushion. I don't care if it's OG. I don't care if, if you're smoking every day, all day, maybe not even all day, because, you know, I give give credit. All stoners don't sit around and smoke all day. Some of them work. You feel me? Let's say you smoke that every day. Eventually, you're going to stop getting high. And either you're going to go to the next thing or you're going to quit smoking. That was me. See, I told y'all earlier that I had been smoking, like, since I was 11 years old, right? But throughout, I'm 25 now. So throughout this period, I ain't smoked, like, weed straight. There was times where I quit for four and five years. You know what I'm saying? There was times where I was able to quit, and it was simply because I didn't want to try other drugs. You know what I'm saying? I had parents that was addicted to crack cocaine, so I didn't want to try no X pills. I didn't want to try no perks. I didn't want nothing but green. And after a while, that got boring, so I just automatically quit. And it was more, you know what I'm saying, than being bored. I also quit because the voice of the Holy Spirit, when I was high, started getting high too much, I started to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit less and less. And so I always, when I was a little girl, God blessed me with these killer instincts, which I know now was really the Holy Spirit telling me left and right. You feel what I'm saying? So as I started getting old and I started smoking, I started noticing that that voice started becoming fainter and fainter.
So that's also why I quit. You know what I'm saying? But I also quit. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't getting no more high. It started getting boring after a while. And so when people say that weed is a gateway drug, it's not that you smoke weed and automatically you go pick up a, a crack rock or that you automatically pick up a missile. That ain't what they're saying, man. They're just saying that along with weed, there are other addictions that come because weed has a tolerance on it. And I honestly can't name five people right now that I know personally that smoke weed and don't also do something else. You know what I'm saying? Molly's, uh, powder, you know what I'm saying, heroin, all of the meth. I know people that do it all, and it's very rarely just weed. So I'm only illustrating that, again, this is not to condemn nobody. When you're ready to do life differently, you're going to stop doing those those types of drugs. You know what I'm saying? That That's all you. That's between you and God. I ain't really got nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not bringing up this again to condemn nobody. I'm just illustrating to you why we, if we legalize weed, a, a culture of dependence will be created. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to leave with this final thought that all of the states and countries that you see where narcotics are legal, whether it be mon marijuana or anything else, if you look at the, the places of their, you know, the, the standards of living, is either very low or very high. There's really no middle ground. The unemployment rates are astounding. Um, if you even look at the infrastructure, has anybody ever like been to Colorado? Do you see the way that their highway systems and stuff are set up, like in Denver and stuff? Like, it's horrible. And I'm not saying that that's weed fault. I'm just saying that places where weed is legal, they lack like good infrastructure. You got to literally drive in, in, in Denver for like five exits if you miss your exits. They don't got the little turnpikes where, you know, if you miss your exit, you could just get off and go around like how we got here in Minnesota. They ain't got that. You know what I'm saying? And lots of places where if it's not that, like let's say the infrastructure is not a problem because honestly California has a really good um, infrastructure and they, they, are, uh, they legalize marijuana. But there's other things that are wrong like homelessness, you know what I'm saying, unemployment rates, which is everywhere. But just pay attention, do your research at the spike in those bad things, uh, in the bad economy that came when weed was legalized in that particular state. Take any state in the U.S. where, where weed is legal, and you'll see what I'm saying is true, how things changed once marijuana became legal, how the uh, cost of living went way up, you know what I mean? But uh, uh, the pay went way down, things like that. Um, if you look at other countries where there is, legal narcotic use whether that be marijuana anything else they got all kind of other problems you know what i'm saying whether it be trafficking whether it be um governmental and these problems are evident everywhere please don't misunderstand me to say that i'm singling out sing, sing, singling out these places just based on you know uh them having weed being legal i'm using these places as examples because there are clear data and research that will, that will show you that while unemployment is everywhere, you know, um, bad infrastructure is everywhere, you know, um, uh, corrupt government is everywhere, that's everywhere. But if you look at places that have created a culture of dependence on narcotics, they are way worse off than places where those narcotics are not legal. Um, this is not to tell you not to smoke weed that's between you and your maker you know what i'm saying i feel like god has something for everybody and he got a way of getting your attention but your children 
and your children's children will suffer greatly if we decide to legalize marijuana on a cultural level, on a federal level in the United States. If you want to go to a place where they got weed, pack up you a, a bag, a suitcase, and go and, and, and camp out and get as high as you want. Go visit that place. Have yourself a 420 vacation. I got coworkers that do that all the time. They they go and they go to those places where weed is legal and they go and they smoke. That's what you want to do. That's on you. But do not let them legalize marijuana on a federal level because it will backfire. And it more than likely is not going to backfire in our lifetime. Alright? Listen, man. I'm not here to argue. I'm not here to judge. I believe y'all are all beautiful people. Rewind this tape, though, and, and just kind of listen and look into what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say. And if I'm coming off as unclear, I apologize in advance. Alright? Listen. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you decided to be here with me. I appreciate you as always. If you have any other questions, if you want to, you know, maybe talk about some content, maybe even be on the show, hit us up, heartbreakhillpodcast at gmail.com. While you at it, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Heartbreak Hill Podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Heartbreak Hill Podcast. And also like our Facebook page, Heartbreak Hill Podcast. And y'all be safe, be blessed, and most of all, Think for yourself. Love. Thank you so much for tuning in to Heartbreak Hill Podcast. Our mission here is to use multimedia channels to break generational curses in our thought process. Our motto here is breaking hearts, blowing minds, one conversation at a time. Please note that our entire production is brought forth by listeners and viewers just like you. Thank you. If you'd like to support the show, please visit our website at heartbreakhillpodcast.com.